0: And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is the spirit of the forest itself, uh, Lord Tyler.
1: Why aren't you in my forest? Get out of here, you filthy human.
0: Exactly. So... <laughs> I We shouldn't belong in the forest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for what many consider to be the crown jewel of uh, Studio Ghibli movies. It Much like a certain JRPG that came out the same year. It is the movie that a lot of people will credit as their gateway drug into the wonderfulness that is Studio Ghibli. And a whole bunch of other things that she'll get into, but holy shit. Um... Uh, I've talked, like, I want to hear you. You have never seen this one before, right? Only maybe in snippets? Uh,
1: prior to this viewing, no, I have not watched this movie in full. I've only seen, like, little clips of this film here and there. And I've only heard of uh, the accolades that uh, this movie has uh, produced over the its entire lifespan. And right. I can definitely see why. Um, this is probably, um... Most people's uh, introduction to anime as a whole, because when this movie was uh, theatrically released over here, anime wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So this yeah. is probably one of the big kickstarters to uh, anime being popular in the West.
0: Like, like we had instances, you know, like nausicaa and Valley of the Wind um, were definitely, you um, know, uh, we're definitely people saw them, and then you had Akira. Which was like a, oh my god, this is amazing. But it was never consistent. And then you have this movie come along in 1997. I saw this movie as a young child. I remember my... And I was like 8. You know, I, I saw this maybe in 98, 99. I didn't see it when it initially came out. Because uh, I don't think we... I don't... It doesn't say when exactly we... really When it was On released the over Wiki, here. Uh,
1: it says that uh, the English version was released in 1999.
0: Okay, so that's when I would have seen it. Okay. So I was nine years old, and I remember my – I still remember my dad uh, asking me. And at the t- I had to give context because this isn't going to sound bad because prior to this, when you think of cartoons or like like anything like animated thing, it's supposed to be not scary. It's supposed to be for kids, right? That was the consensus. And I remember asking – my dad asking me. Son, this movie's pretty scary. Are you sure you want to watch? And I saw the wolf. I saw the girl. I'm like this looks fun. Oh boy, was I wrong. Um, and even watching it back now, you get a little disturbed. But even like, and I haven't seen it. This is the first time I've seen it in at least a decade, and like from start to finish. Um, and I remember, I'm remembering why it was. Uh, su- it was uh, such a. Um, oh God. Uh... a masterpiece even then um to be honest with you um okay uh but any other thoughts prior to this going into this before um into it Tyler?
1: um
0: that's pretty much it for my introduction to this
1: film what say we get into the stinker
0: so uh in um in, in Japanese this is just called Monoko Hime um, that, that's, uh, pretty much what it was called. Um, this was, um, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, written by Hayao Miyazaki, which I believe that according to the, this one, um, this is the first one he's done. Well, he did print, uh, the first one he's done since Porco Roscoe. And you can definitely, that's the one thing I want to talk about after I finish the credits, but you can definitely feel that it was him, especially having watched the other ones, Oh, I'm sorry, Whisper, uh, he did Whisper of the Heart, too, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Uh, but, um, this was, uh, written, uh, again, produced by Toshio Suzuki. Uh, this was released July 12th, 1997, in Japan, with a runtime of 133 minutes. I think it's their longest-running title yet. Uh, it had a budget of $2.1 billion, or $23.5 million, uh, million dollars, and it came back with $169.7 uh, million, so just... That's a lot of yen. That that's we're not gonna do the conversion, but that's a lot of yen. And uh, as for care, as for starring, we have um, uh, uh, Ashitaka, who is voiced by Billy Crudup, veteran voice actor uh, Billy Crudup. Uh, you'll recognize him from uh, numerous things. Um, uh, Ishida, here called the uh, the the Seminal Princess Mononoke, she is voiced by uh, Claire by Claire Danes. Uh, Ta- Tanaka Yuko, uh uh, 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 I'm sorry. Lady Eboshi is voiced by, sorry, the Wikipedia for this one is a little bit off. Just use the Ghibli wiki, um, bro.
1: It's, uh, much more organized.
0: Okay. Uh, Mini Driver, uh, lady, uh is vo- voices Lady Eboshi. Um, I, Billy Bob Thornton uh, voices, uh, Jiko. Um, John uh, Demita voices, uh, Koroku. Um... John DiMaggio voices uh, Gonza which I recognize that pitch anywhere yeah he's he's um, a
1: lot of voices in this movie
0: yes he is Jillian Anderson uh, is Moro the the wolf God um, uh, and then he uh and then the other two vo- uh, uh, we got another voice uh, uh, Debbie Derryberry voices he uh he sama and then finally the one you recognize at the beginning uh, which is Keith David is he voices the narrator as also the uh the uh boar uh a blind boar guide known as lord okoto um okay so a star-studded cast i mean i feel like from a list of names whether it's veteran voice actors or just actors you know like billy bob thornton probably being the biggest one there and of course keith david being there uh from top to bottom it's a murderer's row of of talented of talented actors
1: Yeah, when uh, Miramax was uh, cast in the English dub, they spared no expense for uh, good actors and apparently on the wiki here, it says that uh, the English dub was sort of mixed because the star cast was a little distracting, but I didn't really find a problem with it in all honesty.
0: No, no, I didn't. And I believe, does it say on the wiki, I believe Neil Gaiman helped translate like basically the movie um, to... uh, For um, America, I believe. Neil Gaiman, the
1: author of The Sandman, wrote wrote the English adaptation.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of tell, like, it's definitely still Miyazaki's, but you could tell, like, with how words are, how word plate is used, and just the. It's kind of fitting. If you know Neil Gaiman's work, then it just sits right at home. So, what is Princess Mononoke about? Well, even though it's titled Princess Mononoke, and uh, the main character being San. Um, she is pretty, she is, uh, she is a big portion of the movie. It's not really her journey. Um, our, our main story focuses on Ashitaka, who is a prince of a tribe that was, that was basically seemingly wiped out 500 years ago. And now they live in secret and all of a sudden the, uh, their village is under attack by, I can't even... I won't describe it now, but seemingly a, a angry demonic god uh, that has taken the possession of a boar, which flungs Ashitaka into a... Bears him a curse and sends him far west to find where a ball of iron that corrupted this once powerful god and basically save not only just the forest where that boar came from... But pretty much all of humanity. In in a nutshell, I feel like that's the plot of the movie. Yeah, that more or less sums it up. And we've seen this before. Ghibli they I, I really feel like Miyazaki is passionate about nature conservation, you know, def, like eco protection because a lot of his movies are about that. And that's not a criticism. I think that's uh hold on one second, somebody's knocking at my door. Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry about that. What was what was I at? Um, oh, talking about like a lot of his movies are about nature conversation. I mean, we just watched *Pom uh, a few weeks ago, which was about that um, and stuff in the core and stuff like that. Um, and, and *My Neighbor Totoro* is all about that. Um, and, and but I feel like this was like like you motherfuckers aren't getting it. Have this. Um... Tyler, am I wrong to assume that this is the darkest Ghibli movie we've seen since Grave of the Fireflies?
1: The darkest and by far the goriest one as well.
0: Yeah. Um, That's... Okay, so... (laughs) Grave of the Fireflies will always be darker because of the source material it's in and the fact that it's like... You could see that happening versus almost every movie we've watched before. Like Nausicaä, Castle in the Sky, Porco Roscoe, you know... Um, uh, like they're all those first two movies definitely had a sense of threat but never did you feel too terrified of what was going to happen right from the imagery no um, they went hard on the imagery that you were going to see in this movie
1: yeah they aren't afraid to go all out for this one I mean granted it's not like Mortal Kombat levels
0: well no, kind of not really it, but it's it, getting it, there it's 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 not even just the gore. It's when you the like, dude when I when I watched it this morning and I saw the demonic god, uh, the bo- or like you don't know what it is because and they never really I it's it, it basically what the cold bane of the movie is is that the hatred from both the 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 animal the, the animal spirits and the uh, and, and humans is basically given physical form and it basically acts as a symbiote. And it latches onto whatever it can. In this case, it bore from the uh, piece of iron that bore into the... Into uh, the, the, bore. Bore god, the ha, ha, ha. Into the boar, exactly. And basically allowed itself to physically manifest as this... It's hard to describe what it is. Because it's very abstract. Because it's I like almost to call like... it
1: the walking spaghetti monster
0: walking well, speak if you're being uh joking about it absolutely but it's terrifying and the movie the the move like you're you're giving movie imagine you're watching and, and especially having watched all these movies where there's not really nightmare fuel not that much and then you open up with this with this crawling beast coming at you and even then after it's i that's already horrifying and then you have when when like the the boar comes out and it's just oozing, uh, like it's like bleeding everywhere out of its orifices. It's the the tentacles of the of the symbiote thing are like hanging off of it. Dude, there are there are things in this movie that are just like, oh my god, that made my skin crawl.
1: Yeah, there's some um, imagery in this movie that isn't for the faint of heart. Fair warning.
0: Yeah. Um... And, and, and like, to much go back to you into the into the gore aspect. Again, you kind of see it there with the with the animal, and like you know, you see it turn to bone, and that's terrifying. But then you realize it's not just against that. Like Ashitaka gains superhuman abil- uh, trait, uh, seemingly enough, and he shoots a dude, uh, cl- his, his bald of his arms clean with his with his bone with his arrow. Jesus, like, like, like they, they, Miyazaki had a message. He wanted you to pay attention to what he was talking about in this movie. You, you don't do that kind of imagery without wanting to make a point. And he has a point to say in this movie,
1: for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, uh, he drove his point home with this one
0: scene alone. Yeah, and then they were like, "All right, I'm in, I'm in," and then from there. And there's some studio give light-heartedness, namely when Ashitaka arrives in Irontown for the first time, and all the women are hitting on him. But for the most part, the movies like you're clen- you're constantly like I felt myself constantly clenching my chair because it's just so tense. And 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 it is just does not it does not let up it does not let up at all. Yeah, if
1: anything, it actually gets worse when um, the. When the leader of the boars, voiced by Keith David, becomes possessed by this hate demon and it's just spurting out
0: blood from its mouth. Oh man! Don't listen. I don't like. This might be the one given movie you don't show to like your young kid. You know, maybe when they're fifteen. Sure. Even then, like I'm thirty two years old. I've seen this movie before. It's disturbing. I won't lie. Their their image is in disturbing, and it's all because it's about how we as humans cannot let go of our greed and even though we have what we have we always desire more and and we need more so even that means defollowing the forest and the forest spirit itself and even it, to uh our, our antagonist i don't even want to call her a villain uh lady eboshi um even if it means killing a god nothing will stop in her way
1: yeah, if anything, um, hate and greed just spreads more and more, even though you think you cut off the source.
0: Exactly, and it, and it comes not just from humans; it's a, it, it comes from the boars too. Because um, as we there's a scene where um, there's several scenes where uh, Ashitaka, after getting chomped in the head by one of the one of the wolves, and I thought he was dead. Um, the ape tribe, which they look like they were already possessed by the by the hatred uh symbiote. Um at least that's how I interpreted it. And they were like, let us kill the human. We we will go to war with the humans. We will win the war and then you have the Boars who are already upset because their god, um I believe his name was um uh correct me if I'm wrong, his name was not Otaku. Uh, Otoko, that was the Keith David one. Um
1: I'm not seeing the name of the first boar here.
0: Uh, yeah, uh but when they, he cuz he's the one who dies first and it is just it, it like their own hatred is combining to make that. Um it's 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 basically stop being it's not even about stop being evil, right? It's it's just about I guess you could tie evil and hatred into one thing, but you know, that's that's a, that's a debate in of itself. Um it's more about trying to be respectful of what's around you versus trying to claim it as your own when you have no right or authority to it.
1: In uh, live in harmony with nature is pretty much the big overlying theme of this movie. I feel.
0: Yeah. And, and even goes to show you because, um, I, um, Atash, uh, Ashitaka gets gravely hurt and he's taken to the, uh, the home of the forest spirit which by the way, Jesus Christ, that we'll talk about that later at the that final secret. Jesus Christ. Um uh the forest spirit saves him, doesn't lift his curse, but saves him and shows that the forest spirit is not a ab- is like is kind of above that to a point. Um and it it just goes to show that uh you can rise above the hatred of what a few what few have done <laughs> I, I guess I guess it's time. Let's let's dive into characters, shall we? Starting with our main man Ashitaka, who is the actual main character of this story and not the titular Princess Mononoke, uh, or san as she is known as. Um, how did you feel about Ashitaka as a main character?
1: Um, I feel like he works for a story like this. Um, he's pretty much uh the um He's pretty much the onlooker, the pretty much neutral ground between the forces of humanity and the forces of nature that are warring against each other. And he's just trying to bridge them both together the best way he can, while also trying to lift his curse.
0: Exactly. Like, he's, he's, he's not an audience character because he has his own... Like, he's not our eyes, but he's definitely, like... Because he comes from an impartial village, right, who has been driven out from this emperor... Um and for, for who, who's who's driven out from the Emperor of Japan, and and all he wants to do is basically get people to stop fighting because he he physically knows what it what hatred is doing to people. It's literally causing his arm to spasm out uh, seemingly all the time.
1: That thing made him kill it,
0: people. He knows what's up. Exactly. It's 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 like I mean. It, listen. I know people like to give George Lucas shit. But you could easily say that George Lucas got that line from evil. Anger leads to – what what is it, Tyler? you correct me if I'm wrong? Anger leads to Uh,
1: hate hate leads to suffering.
0: Exactly. That's – I guarantee – I mean like I wouldn't – I mean like this is a big deal. George could have been writing um, uh, 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 Phantom Menace at the same time and that – it's that same idea. But he wants to stop it. I think he's serviceable. I like his personality. Um, he's definitely stubborn and I even like his, his relationship with San, um, where he just immediately sees her and just like, Oh my God, I love you. You're so beautiful. Um, even at knife point, he tells her you're so beautiful, which causes her to take a step back.
1: What a fucking Chad.
0: Yeah. Jesus. Like in the face. I mean, he's already, you know what? In his eyes, he's already dying. So it's like, you know what? I might as well say it. I love you. Um, or like, you, you know, it's, it's, it's insane to me. Um, but like I, I found him to be like a very cool main character. Like, yeah, for not, sure. not, not, not. He stands on his own. He's willing to save others, and you know he's not willing to. And, and the best part is that he's he's not willing to condemn the humans because despite everything, despite it all, he could have easily told the human said the humans to fuck off, let them die. No, he saves Lady Eboshi. Uh, he, he does his best to save Iron Town until he gets blown away by the spirit, uh, the forest spirit. And he tries and tries, and the movie just does not let him succeed for the most part. But I think that makes that final triumph at the end so fulfilling.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, now, as for the, our, the, 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 the the, the title that this movie is referred to, which is Princess Mononoke, San. She is an enigma from almost start to finish.
1: Yeah. Um, we've almost learned nothing about her aside from the fact that she was raised by wolf gods and that she hates humans.
0: Yeah, so basically, uh, the uh, um, Oro, I, I believe, um, Moro, uh, the wolf god that took her under her parentage, um, basically... Um, her she ran into her parents when I guess uh, San was a little one, and her parents just threw her at threw San at the at Moro, and instead of eating her, she takes her in the wing. So she basically has a hatred a di- a disputation towards humans because number one, her parents did that to her, and also you know probably moral telling her that humans are evil, humans are this, and then also the fact that the people of Iron Town are lifting up the the forest, so they can dig more iron to make more firearms and, and expand their, continue their war with another samurai, um, you could understand her motivations.
1: Yeah, you can understand that, at least. As for her personality, uh, it's kinda hard to pin down.
0: It's very stubborn, um, like, I feel like any dude who probably watched this is like, all of a sudden, I love a girl with a strong attitude. It stems here. Um... Or like a like like a presence. Um, she doesn't take shit from anything. Um, like and she, it's just I think uh, I think a lot of the fact that her mystery like she's very mysterious up until mid the like the hour and fifteen mark of the movie when she lets her guard down or an Ashitaka to, like I think a lot of that a lot of the appeal of that is is that is her mysteriousness.
1: I would say so. Yeah.
0: Um but she does have but just to show you she's not just and and how much of a badass she was. Basically she carries out an assassination mission to kill Boshi in against the face of numerous odds and she still did it regardless. It, it it's like that whole sequence was beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, an- Beautifully animated with her just jumping on buildings and shit like it's, it's assassin's creed.
0: Oh yeah, and taking out all the dudes um and and stuff like that. Um until ultimately dueling against Ashitaka uh, against Lady Eboji him, uh, herself, um, until Ashitaka had to interfere, literally um, just
1: walks up and stops them from fighting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Again, l- literally, what a what a Chad. Um, but I I liked her story because her story is about rectifying with the fact that as much as she. Wants to believe, and as she was raised by the wolf god, she is not a wolf. She is of humanity, and it's coming to terms of. I feel like to me, is it like coming to terms of what she is, and not abandoning humanity, just out of spite, and learning to understand that that no, this is these are your people.
1: It's just another circumstance of finding a balance between humanity and nature.
0: Exactly. Um, and, and I found it and, and I think ultimately her, I feel like they never really go like romantic. There was a moment where I thought she was kissing him, but I'm like, oh no, no, she's literally feeding him like a baby bird, uh, because he can't eat by himself. Um, but I do like their relationship because it is, that bond is basically a symbol between the forest and the spirit. Like she's, she's basically the bridge. Yep. Uh, of, of 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 she's the olive branch from from the forest to the humans. Of of peace will reign. Um, very very interesting character. Like not a lot, but she definitely made an impact from from her design to what she's about. Like there's a reason why people are still drawing art of her even years later. Yep, that is for sure. Turn safe search on, kids. It, yeah well yeah unfortunately so um and so the next i think the other next character i want to talk about uh unless you have another character you want to bring up but i feel like she's the third wheel to this is lady oboshi um oh, yeah. who some might call the villain but i'm not gonna call her the villain um i she's definitely the antagonist besides like the the idea of hatred the antagonist but i was i don't remember her that much from watching it when i was younger but damn does she not does she stick out in this one?
1: Yeah, she's pretty much a driving force as to why um the forest fucking hates humans
0: and Yeah. And initially it seems just that, right? She's she's just another greedy human who wants more wants more iron to make more guns to continue her war with I believe she is at war with a Lord um uh, I can't remember um, Sana Sansa. I can't remember the the samurai she's at war with, um, and uh, and it's pretty much for that. But then you kind of learn that she's pretty like she's pretty much an outsider because I doubt it was very common in Japan at the time to for a woman to lead a town like this. And then you hear that all these men are like outcasts from other villages that the women are from various brothels that she hired to pull them out of the brothels from the cities to work for her and then the most i think probably the most uh uh like part that i didn't understand as a kid was she takes um uh, uh ashitaka to her garden and into this room where these people are building her basically you know new forms of firearms and all these people are managers, and she brought lepers into her, into her, into Irontown. Like she's, she's almost like Jesus in a way. Yep. Jesus was a the gun. Like base, yeah. Like, and I say that in the sense that to make the Christ allegory in that like Jesus did not care who you were. You just come to him and then that's it. And that's pretty much with her. Like you come work for me. We will work together as a, as a group. And we will all prosper as one.
1: Yeah, I that, can see that.
0: And like, and like, she's not inherent. She's not evil. She's not inherently evil as a character. She's just trying to do what's best for her people, and that yeah. itself is
1: commendable. It's just she right. goes about it in probably the most wrong way you could in this world.
0: Right. She's influenced by uh, Jiko, who is voiced by Billy Bob Thornton, who is like. Well, I guess we'll talk about him as the fourth because he's like the fourth. He's like, he's probably the real antagonist. Let's be real here. Yeah, Um, I was going to say. Yeah, he's like, like Lady Eboshi is pretty much like the spear. Jiko is the guy wielding the spear. You're not going to blame the spear for what's happening. Uh, But I found her really captivating. Um, And namely because her voice actress uh, for uh, for, uh, Lady Eboshi. Mini Driver. um, yeah i found her really compelling like she came across as both compassionate for her people but especially in those early scenes when they when her men were trying to transport rice back to irontown and they were being attacked by moore and her cubs um like how cold she can be because she understands what it means to sometimes sacrifices have to be made she's a very interesting character, for sure, for sure. Very, very, very deep character. Um, I do love that she foreshadowed her own death or her own wound, which was like I because rem- I remember it. So, um, 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 San is is knocked down from a roof at, in her assassination attempt because that's the whole underling is that San wants to kill Lady Eboshi because she sees Lady Eboshi as. The, the 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 symbol of why the forest is, the forest is dying. And Lady Aboshi says this line: "Be careful, even with the woods, a wolf's head cut cut off, it can still bite you." And um, unfortunately, uh, Moro, uh, the wolf god, she is actually shot with an iron bullet, and she is she could have turned into what the the two boars did, but she doesn't. Um, her head gets decapitated, and in almost kind of like like a self fulfilling prophecy, she gets bit by the by her by the Oh I'll never get that out of my head. Uh Moral's uh m- head moving by itself and basically taking half of her arm. Her her uh, right arm.
1: Kinda reminds me of uh that one scene in Phantom Blood where uh the decapitated head uh spits a rosa Dio's eye.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I imagine that uh, I'll have to look for that in Phantom Blood*, but like, in 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 in, it's all it's almost a self fulfilling prophecy at that point, right? The fact that she predicted her own wound like that, um, like I I found her to be very very interesting. But uh, let's let's talk about the final characters we'll talk about. Is uh, Jico, who's voiced by Billy Bob Thornton, who I couldn't tell it was Billy Bob Thornton. I can't remember the last time I saw him in a movie because, uh, considering how old he is, Um I think he's still with us, right? I don't think he's passed away or anything. I'm pretty um, sure he is. Yeah. Um, holy! So he's basically the master manipulator behind everything in this entire movie. For he's all the,
1: the wormsome of Studio Ghibli movies.
0: Yeah, so he's he and funny enough, we meet him. He and the funny thing is, like, he calls himself a simple monk. He that's his whole moniker is he calls himself a simple monk, and goes to show you, like, monks are supposed to be. And it kind of I love that, it, like, it's almost like a commentary on, like, like cause a monk isn't necessarily part of a religious order, but it's definitely part of an order of or something that you know that's supposed to be not violent. And here, here, this here's this guy who is funneling in guns to Lady Eboshi, funnels his own men and. And especially against with the when the boars charge um, against the men of Iron Town, like that whole sequence, it's all his fault. Like, everything is by his hands to get the head of the, of the forest spirit.
1: Uh, why
0: exactly he wants to get the forest head? Perhaps power, I guess. It's not well, really
1: explained. I guess he
0: wants it. He wants the head because he's working for the emperor. He doesn't outright say he's working for the emperor. Ah, I remember now. Yeah, and the emperor believes that the head of the forest spirit will grant him immortality. So he's doing it more out of greed. He does like he's running away. He's seeing all like, and it goes to show you, he's seeing he sees Lord Toko, you know, with the 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 the, the worms coming out of him, blood spitting out of him, all this horrible shit because of what he's done. He's helped put into place, and he doesn't care. He just wants the head of the forest spirit. That's all he cares about. That That is evil incarnate right there. It's yeah. it's not a... Evil incarnate isn't a mustache-twirling villain. It is one who does not care about the suffering that he causes. It's a sociopath, basically. He's You could say that he... I, I would say that uh, he, he falls under that category. I would say so, yeah. Okay. Um, alright. Um... So those are all the characters. Like I said, this is a couple of one-off characters that we talk about. Like, um, But I feel like those are the four pillars. What sequence out of this entire movie stuck? is going to stick with you the most?
1: Probably the opening one uh, where uh, Ashitaka is fighting against the first four. Um, mm. Yeah, that's when it uh, starts to set in. Yo, this movie isn't playing around. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. I think for me... Because I remember that part as a kid, I remember that part, and I remember a lot of the violent stuff. I did not remember the finale with the forest spirit. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah. Um, so basically, what happens is they they success the hunters uh, for working for geco successfully shoot off the head of this forest spirit. Dear God, they make this like the faces like the the, the animal faces horrifying in this movie, um, and. And it and instead of becoming the night, what is it called? The Nightwalker. The Nightwalker. Um, yes. Nightwalker. He becomes like a like a like a de, a deranged version of it. And dude, that thing is terrifying. Yeah, that whole sure. sequence felt like a nightmare.
1: It's almost like a precursor of the Titans from Attack on Titan. I
0: I would say that, and I would say it. I could like because it's almost like a. Gelatinous blob that has it's just spreading everywhere, dude. The first thing I went to was Akira, at the end when when Tetsuo loses control of his body and it's just oozing everywhere. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, and they're both horrifying. Yeah, I'd say the one in Akira
1: is much more terrifying and all. True,
0: true. Because a lot of this is more just like it's just the imagery of this tall. Very tall monster now with no head when it when it dude when it rises up and it basically caps to like have no head dude that thing is terrifying. That's like they weren't fucking around. You don't go and in and, and and it's it's so strange because Ghibli movies did not go this hard with the horror imagery with the like the, the terrifying images before this. Maybe Pompoco a little bit but even then, nothing in that compares to this. Yeah, you don't see shit like this in Kiki's delivery service, no sir. No, and it's just, like, I, I kind of want to go look and see, like, what was, like, the Japanese reaction to, like, initial thoughts of uh, behind Princess Mononoke. Like, because it's such, it, like, it definitely is the give me spirit, but it's so different, um, in, in a way. Uh, and, uh, I I can't get over it. Um, and, and even when they're lifting the head of, of the forest spirit outside of the, the casket that it was in to, um, uh, to give it back to it. Like that was just like, Oh God, just, I felt like I was watching a nightmare and it wasn't ending. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Um, what about anything else that, um, that stuck any other sequences stuck out with you?
1: Um, probably the scene in the middle where, uh, San is attacking Iron Town. And, um, pretty much, um, the, the demon arm, uh, the Orochi arm, I like to call it, kind of, yeah. uh, takes over. Um, oh. And he just fucking walks up and stops them from fighting. Like,
0: yeah. And then, gosh. And then also, um, <laughs> lifts open their fucking huge ass, uh, door. Um,. Which takes uh,
1: ten men to open, by the
0: way. Yeah, they do lose that point at the later on where he like. I think he just like the curse kind of just stop. The curse kind of goes away a little bit towards the end. Um, other than that, because it's he's growing. Been
1: defeated, dude.
0: Yeah, well, like not that because like the like he, the scar still remains, but like the I, like him having superhuman strength uh, is is just, is gone. Um, but. um uh yeah like for me it has to be the, i think what will we'll stick with me most is the boars anything involving the boars yeah um like lord lord otoku when you first see him he's voiced by keith david dude when dude i i wanted to cry when 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 otoku is meets up with san and like you can see the the hunters who are obviously wearing fake boar skins. those scared me as a child because they look soulless, they have no eyes, and ah. Oh, but then Lord Toku scared the shit out of me, even now. And you, like, dude, shout out to Keith David, you know, like, how incredible voice actors. You already know that, but like, the, you can feel the pain he says as he's like begging for his warriors, as like he's thanking the Forest Spirit for bringing them back to life. To fight the human, like, it's just like, oh my god, it's just gut and Because you know what's going to happen to him. He's being twisted by his hate to become the same thing that happened to the previous boar. It's, it's horrifying, man.
1: Yeah, and the imagery of him uh, turning into a demon as well, uh, with all the worms protruding out, uh, sucking sun into his body, uh, blood
0: pouring out of every orifice, it's gruesome it's it's not pretty it's awful and you can I mean like that is basically like a a repetition of what hatred does to you it sucks those you those you love in and and it just devours everything until you're nothing what you were before and you're just a husk of what that was until you're consumed by hatred Ah, uh, yeah um is there anything else we need to cover about this about Princess Mononoke
1: I think we cover just about everything
0: yeah um so yeah i i would say there's a there's a reason um there's a reason for this why this movie has stood this the test of time uh for so long and why so many people regard it as the crown jewel
1: yeah i'm i'm inclined to agree with them um Although, I do enjoy this movie for different reasons. Um, I kind of prefer uh, some of the more slice-of-life movies a bit more towards this, but this is still a damn good movie.
0: Yeah, like, it, 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 it's a, exactly. Um, it, I feel like it, because de- like, I think we said it a couple of weeks ago where like, Nausicaa and Castle in the Sky were these big sweeping epics, and I feel like this is a return to that. Um, you know, cause like if you look at the previous movies, Porco Roscoe is kind of like that, but it was shortened and more like about planes. So it didn't really have that epic feel as much. And then, um, and, 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 all oh, the other ones we've seen have been like lighthearted slice of life films. This was like, I feel like Miyazaki wanted to bring back that, that early sense of sweeping scale of adventure mixed with his care for, for the environment. And then also, the uh, the imagery that we've talked about And he was a wonderful mixture of all three
1: Yeah I would say so This is definitely uh, The most uh, different Ghibli movie that we've seen thus far
0: Oh for sure For the good w- reasons anyway Yeah for sure Okay so let's go ahead and go to the um, uh, The chalking board um, How many How many trees out of five Do you give Princess Mononoke
1: I will give this uh, 4 Wolfangs out of 5 uh, this is a beautifully animated movie with an inspiring message of uh, how to be, uh, harmonize uh, with yourself in nature as well as trying to balance out the hatred within you um, there's some neat characters in here uh, the underlying yeah. themes are thought provoking it's just a really good movie man Like I enjoyed it from start to finish
0: uh, I'm gonna give it a five out of five for me. Um, it was. It's still impactful. It's still hard to watch, but in the best possible way. It has a clear, defined message that doesn't get muddled in in the epic scale it's trying to tell it in. It is a masterpiece in every sense of the way. Like I would put, like to me, when you think of like Japan's like exports of like foreign films that have like culturally touched us. There's Godzilla, the original 1954 one, there's Akira, and then there's this. Like, no disrespect to any other Ghibli before, or that's come after this, but in terms of like, just sheer iconic imagery and what they mean, there's th- those are the three pillars for me right there. Um, that might be too biased, whatever, I don't care. Um, I but, can agree uh, with that. But, like, I think that's how powerful this one this one is for a reason um, and how, like, it's only – it's, like, it's – the only other movie that I think they did higher than this was uh, My Neighbor Totoro because they made that the mascot of Studio Ghibli, um, you know, which is a much different film than this. Uh, okay, so we finally did it. It's coming on. Now I can say we're at the halfway mark. That was definitely the halfway marker, which is Princess yeah. Mononoke. Because now we're kind of transitioning into basically the 2000s, the modern era of of Studio Ghibli. Um, and uh, next week, when we come back next week, we're going to talk. I've never seen this one either. Um, it's interesting to go to go from Princess Mononoke to this, um, My Neighbor the Yamadas. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch. This uh, kind looks like
1: Shin-Chan from the poster alone.
0: Yeah. So, uh, uh, Tyler, tell the, peop- the people where they can uh, find you.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at HeyItSThatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home Attire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure.
0: And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy, and you can catch me live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. And, of course, uh, go to treasure.com for this episode, as well as... Um, uh, our main show, the Charted Games cast, and of course the Wrestling uh, Watch Long I do with Thomas. Thank you everybody for watching uh, with us or listening with us rather. Uh, I'm. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Until next time, guys. Protect the forest. Have a good day, everyone.
1: Save the trees. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.